And welcome to another exciting episode of Seeing Reddit, where once a week we pick a random subreddit and talk about that subject for about an hour. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron. I got my flu shot yesterday, guys, mm. and they say that it's going to be like, oh, you're, it's good for you, it's good for society, it's a great idea. Mm. But my arm hurts so bad. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard from people. <laughs> But also, I, like, I'm joking, but seriously, it is a good thing, and everyone should do it, because it's good for the world, and vaccines are good. Mm, but anyway. Counterpoint, I don't get the flu, and I'll never die. Uh, yeah, but- yeah I am with Louisa on this one. I'm afraid of needles and have not been sick in 25 years. Listen, <laughs> I also don't love needles and don't get sick often, but, like, people who are immunocompromised can still catch illnesses off of you. I, mm-hmm. I work I work with someone who, um, who, who is undergoing chemotherapy, and uh, even though I don't often go into the office, she asked that everyone who's going to be there gets the flu shot as a way to, like, protect her so she doesn't die, uh, and it made me think like yeah i as a person with health insurance and a healthy immune system kind of owe it to society to do this every year mm-hmm. I maybe once you, i have health also, insurance i agree with you but then on the other hand i don't spend time with people like i keep myself quarantined <laughs> yeah <laughs> you you literally said right before we started recording that you got back from a party five <laughs> minutes ago oh, that's true but I'm they're blowing all... up your spot <laughs> They're fine. Everyone's fine. I would like the podcast uh, court reporter to go back in the record. Uh, oh, no, it was before we were recording. It doesn't count. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I have to give this one to Louisa. She Her said that she was going would- to a party before we started recording, and therefore she's in the clear for being a hypocrite. Listen, it's fine I if would- you spend time with people and you say, hey, are you cool beforehand? And if they're cool, then you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I would like, however, for the judge to force Louisa to finish the sentence she was going to say when I said mm. about the party, and she said, no, but they were, and then stopped. Because <laughs> the only way you can end that sentence is by insulting the people you were just hanging out with. <laughs> they don't count. They were my enemies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but they were all assholes, and I hate them. I was going to say they were all young and strong, and then I was like, mm, that's a weird thing to say about people. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like you were at a sex party, which is fine, but you can't tell me about it for yeah, legal reasons. Legally, okay, Matt, close your ears. Louisa, tell me all about this cool party you were at. <laughs> yeah, it was a super cool party where we were texting people in Texas to make sure that they would go and vote for Beto. Oh, that's a good idea. Why is his name that? It's uh, not. No, yeah, I know it's not. Name. That's why is his why is his name that? It's because short for Roberto, right? His name is Roberto, or is it just his Robert? His name is Robert. Okay. Yes. He has but, a parent who is uh, Latinx. Is that true? No. I think I he's, thought he had heritage that was actually... Uh, I don't think so, but Latin. maybe you're right. Uh, I just assumed that it was because he's not an alpha. Ah, okay. He well, as far as fully, I know... He's fully is, from Irish families. Um, yeah. Well, I as don't. far as I know, <laughs> it's a nickname that's like in parts of the world for Robert. Yeah, yeah, it is for, um, well, it, I guess Ted, because he's from Texas. What's great about it is that he's running against Ted Cruz whose real name is Raphael, so like... Yeah. And he's trying to hide it as hard as he possibly can. Yeah. I know! So, we, <laughs> we have a uh, Latino Republican trying desperately to seem like a white person, and a white guy who's just like, 
Yeah, sure, I'll use that Spanish language naming convention, why not? Well, here's the thing, I cannot back this up because I have no sources and I'm an idiot, but I saw on social media somebody saying, hey, stop saying he's a hypocrite for using the name Beto because he is in fact, and then they cited something and I don't know what it was, (laughs) but that he does have some kind of connection to Latin people. Oh, I don't think that he's a hypocrite, I just think that it's like a dorky level of white downness. Like, he's the type of guy who would uh, have a very strong opinion about which place has the best burritos in whatever town he grew up in. <laughs> that's probably I mean, true. That's definitely true. He was in, like, a weird, like, alternative Rusted Root-style <laughs> rock and roll band for a long time. <laughs> God, what a dork. I hope he wins, but, you know. Did you see the thing where the the cr- Ted Cruz's campaign posted pictures of his band and being like, mm, maybe he doesn't want to debate us because he's got, a, a like, a gig to go to or whatever, and then everyone totally roasted <laughs> Ted Cruz, like, oh, yeah, make fun of this guy for being fun and popular. Yeah, I, I love how every, like, every hit ad is like, Beto O'Rourke, he's a cool guy with a huge dick. Don't vote for him to beat me, Ted Cruz, who's a total cuck whose wife hates him. <laughs> What's yeah, crazy? And the, the most popular thing Ted Cruz ever did was compare himself to the Zodiac. <laughs> yes, that's so crazy! Uh, uh. Yeah, um, the thing that drives me crazy about it, though, is that I genuinely, like, obviously, I also want Beto O'Rourke to win, but I do have qualms about him because of the whole drunk driving and then leaving the scene of the crime thing, which is not a great thing to have done, and he admits it and is, like, trying to move past it, but how is it that the Cruz campaign is like, we're gonna give that a pass? (laughs) Oh, because I- Okay, anytime a Republican candidate doesn't latch onto a crime that their opponent did, it's because they also did that crime. Yeah, that's definitely a yeah, thing. I think their base is not going to be excited about that because their base is racist white people who are like, yeah, this white guy should be able to get away with that. Yeah, that's true. Also, I don't believe that Ted Cruz has ever drunk anything stronger than, like, spoiled milk. Oh, I don't think that he's ever driven sober. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely one or the other. Can you imagine Ted Cruz being fun enough to drink with friends? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think that he does it for fun reasons. Yeah, I can imagine him filling up a uh, Sprite can with vodka and then sneaking into the movies. <laughs> I can imagine that. Yeah, I suppose that's I, fair. I imagine him taking one of those, like, one and a half liter bottles of Poland Spring, but it's just vodka, and he drinks <laughs> the whole thing with an angry look on his face <laughs> while watching Hotel Transylvania 3. <laughs> oh man should we have started the episode yet we did, <laughs> all of this we did. Is kind it's... of no what i'm saying is should we have because all of this kind of sucks no <laughs> this is good it's extremely funny to talk about a man who is so craven that the day after a presidential candidate called his wife ugly he was phone banking for him i do think that you need to remember louisa that we pledged when we first did this podcast that we weren't going to be like the other podcasts that shy away from like loudly and angrily stating our political opinions? Uh, I guess. <laughs> so, That's uh, what people love. That's what people want from us. Yeah, that's fine. 
I was just going to say more about some stuff to do with text banking, but then I realized I, of course, have nothing that I did online, and that's going to be my thing. Okay. Okay. Well, well tell us about it. What's, oh. What did you do online this week, Louisa? Okay. I went to a text banking party, mm-hmm. and what we did is we had people sending out text, which is a form text saying, you know, you uh, just so you know, it's a person who's already registered. So, say, you know, dear Mary, uh, we see that you're registered in this county, and the polls are going to be open these times. Uh, uh, are you going to be able to go vote? And then so we can keep a record. <clears throat> and um, it, sometimes people answer back. They're like, no, I don't live there anymore. And then we have to pass them on to somebody else who can tell them where they do go vote. Uh, or sometimes they get very angry and say, you know, if Mary's dead, how dare you contact this number? <laughs> so then you have to mark them hostile. Weird, weird, <laughs> yeah. uh, weird thing to be angry about. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, we've had a few people who said that they were going to report us to the FBI because they are not a Democrat, and how dare we suggest that they would uh, vote Democrat. Yep, definitely a crime. <laughs> and one guy asked if uh, uh, Beto could write his son a, uh, a letter to help him get into college. Okay. <laughs> and we thought that was pretty funny. You should have you should have said yes, and then just written it to him. <laughs> yeah. Texted him, here you go. <laughs> You're only allowed to respond certain ways, but we did really want to say, well, if you can prove to us that you voted for him on Tuesday, we will get you that acceptance letter. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. If you can break federal law by proving <laughs> who you voted yeah, for. Exactly. <laughs> so, we didn't do that, but... So, I think that this tax banking thing is a very good idea in in potentia. Mm-hmm. However, I did get 11 text messages this weekend asking me to vote for Andy Kim, and I already registered on the web that I was going to, and I texted every one of those people back, yes, I'm going to. So, yeah. it was a real waste of their time yeah. and annoying to me. Yeah, it's a perfect system. Yeah. This year, I finally didn't get text messages telling me to vote. <laughs> I almost always do. I vote every time, and I always vote at, like, 6 a.m. on voting day and I'm not shy about it and I'm not shy about who I'm voting for. I just, I am not a good person for these people to be targeting with their go vote campaign. Would you have fallen for this if you got one of these? Because this is a sneaky thing I know friends are working on, which is a positive thing, but sneaky, which is so are you voting for, you know, this Democratic candidate? And then the person says, yes, of course. And then they say, oh, would you be able to volunteer and do any of these things? And then they have stuff they can do for home and stuff they can go do and everything else. I did get some of those and then I just did not respond. (laughs) Um, I also got a call a few weeks ago from somebody doing political polling and they were like, hey, will you answer some questions? And I wasn't busy. So it's like, yeah, sure. And so they went through some things and were like, you know, how do you feel about this issue? And like, which candidate do you see yourself voting for in this circumstance or whatever? Hey, Um, who's getting a goddamn phone call? Yeah, really. It's, it's not a phone call. It's my. It's the notification to start recording this podcast. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it! I was really hoping that it was Louisa's phone so we could more easily edit it out. Oh well, <laughs> sorry. Uh, anyway, but they called me and they were and they asked me a bunch of questions. And as it went on, it became like, "Do you know that Andy Kim lied and exaggerated oh, his no! uh, like uh, his military record?" And I was like, uh, "I like I don't know that because I do know that that's not true because I." know the real thing <laughs> like it was phrased in a way where i was like oh oh this isn't really polling this is you yeah. <clears throat> trying to get me to believe insane 
and conspiracy theories. Yeah. Have you seen all the really horrible ones going out uh, that are like, don't vote for this uh, evil brown moon man or whatever, like the local candidate is? No. I keep hearing a radio ad at work which talks about somebody and how they're so far left and they're like, uh, they're a socialist and they uh, support people who want to destroy the United States. And it's so ridiculous on every level, but especially it makes me angry because they're like, this person is so far left. They're not just, they're not just a Democrat. They're a far left nutcase. And I'm like, they're not though. Like, I wish they were a far left nutcase. This person oh, God. is just an absolutely standard I, Democrat. I also think that right-wing pundits really overestimate how much we dislike the f- the concept of far left. Because yeah. I always see like Fox News commentators being like, these far left people are so out of touch. And I'm always like, ooh, which far left people? I'm yeah. like, no, that's <laughs> cool. <me> more. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so I start seeing it's... the entirety of Greece. <laughs> I wish that the Democratic Party that Republicans are afraid of actually existed. I know! Yeah. It Man. really super doesn't. It's like five people at a at a meeting beneath a church once a month, and that's those are the socialists, and everyone else is like, mm, maybe it would be fine to go to war if we got to pay for our healthcare also. There are so many times that you see people being like, mm, the Democrats are getting violent and they're amassing weapons so that they can violently take over the government. And I was like, fucking, I wish! Do it! (laughs) God damn it! I would go, like, start phone banking and canvassing on foot for Cory Booker if he went on the news tomorrow and was like, give me the blood of Donald Trump. (laughs) I could, my thirst cannot be slaked for the blood of the rich. I would be like, yeah, okay, Booker 2020, hell yeah. (laughs) I was, I am still very against Joe Biden running for president in 2020, which Mm -hmm. is still, like, constantly flowing around as a possibility but if that thing that had that happened a few months ago where uh donald trump challenged him to a fist fight on twitter do you remember this yeah (laughs) fucking yeah he said he would beat him up yeah if if joe biden just went to the white house and punched donald trump in the face (laughs) and went to jail i would literally die for him yeah and he's been to the white house before so he knows all the ways around it yeah exactly and it's not like the the secret service wouldn't stop him they'd be like oh senator biden hello or i don't know yeah what what is is he now uh, unemployed man biden well do you still call them vice president like you call former presidents president i don't don't know. know it almost seems like it would be an insult. <laughs> well, whatever you call them, they would be like, oh, you're here for a meeting with whoever? Fine, go in. And like, there's so much chumminess between the parties in Washington, I'm sure he could get in. And just imagine, like, oh, here, I'm here to do a photo op of, like, we're burying the hatchet, Donald Trump, and then just pull your hand back and cock it, like, clock him in the face. Oh, God! It would be so good. <laughs> yeah, well, enough of these uh, weird neoliberal fantasies about <laughs> <laughs> people punching Donald Trump or embarrassing him, which will never happen because he's mentally not capable of that. Correct. <laughs> he's mentally not capable of many things. <laughs> That's true. So, Jeff, what did you do online this week? Uh, so I, I was uh, found 40 minutes to watch the new Nintendo Direct about Super Smash oh, Brothers. Yeah. Uh, because, of course, if they're going to have four of these and we're going to record episodes four days after each of them, we're going to talk about it four times in a year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, 
they announced the final two characters, <laughs> Ken Masters from Street Fighter, uh, and Fine, but stupid. Who's who's who is the other one? I God, know. I can't remember. You know, oh, Jeff. Incineroar. Incineroar. Jeff. Incineroar oh. from Pokemon. Um, another and- fucking another fucking Pokemon. Yeah, another one. I saw that. And I just was like, well, it's thank too God I don't many. Like that game. They also announced <laughs> that there would be five DLCs, but they haven't started working on them yet, and they haven't said what they are. And then one free DLC, which is Piranha Plant from Mario. Yeah, yes. I love that, that because that immediately everyone exploded that they can't believe Waluigi's still not in it. <laughs> yes. Piranha Plant. It's is. so funny. <laughs> it's like it's the closest you could get to having like a single Goomba be a Smash what, Brothers character. What they need to do now is release an Echo Fighter that is the Piranha Plant wearing Waluigi's hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Piranha Piranuigi. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that would be the ultimate troll. Um, yes, I think I, I am very excited about Piranha Plant. I have no feelings about <laughs> Ken Masters from Street Fighter, and I am livid, furious that they've somehow decided to put more fucking Pokemon into this game. Yeah, that is pretty ridiculous. I am fine with an additional Pokemon. I'm just glad that they weren't like, how about another Fire Emblem guy as like one uh, of the final ones, because that would have been so insulting. <laughs> they have twice as many Pokemon as they have Fire Emblem people, though, and it's like fucking this this frog ninja man who only extreme fans of the series know anything about. What? He's one of the starters. Come on. Yeah, he oh was God. from. Yeah, but they added him in whatever last generation or two generations ago, and it's like if if you're not a Pokemon fan, which I still am not, I don't give a <laughs> shit about him. I don't yeah. give a shit about him. I don't give a shit about Lucario or whatever the fuck his name is. I don't give a shit about even uh, Charizard, who everyone has a boner for for some reason. I don't give a shit about him either. I I, yeah. I do I do like Squirtle and Jigglypuff, oh, okay. everyone's favorite. <laughs> they do always have to add one like to promote whatever the newest Pokemon game is, I guess. But this is from yeah, what, this two is already years ago? From the old one. No, yeah. it's the most recent one though. Yeah, which came out like a year yeah. and a half ago. Two years ago, because the yeah. last year the Yeah, it was two years ago. Fake up remake with the cheap plastic hat came out. Yeah. So like, why are you even promoting this, Nintendo? Where's You've gotta stop it. Other properties. Where's Professor Layton? <laughs> Yes. I don't oh think my that God. Nintendo owns Professor Layton. <laughs> I went down uh, but a whole they made oh, deals with these other ones. I went down a whole rabbit hole with this. The makers of Professor Layton have said that they would be open to having him included oh, if Nintendo it. wanted them to. And there's a whole Reddit fan community of people who've built the move set and how it would work and like balanced it mathematically. <laughs> They've done all the work. People <laughs> want fucking Professor Layton in this fucking game. All right. So who are the top five candidates to be the DLC? characters. Professor Layton, of course. Waluigi. Yes. Waluigi, sure. I think Banjo-Kazooie, probably, because sure. the, the Microsoft people have been like, yeah, we'd be open to that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I could see Banjo-Kazooie being okay. How many Final Fantasy people are there? Just, just the one. one. Just Cloud. Oh. Yeah, I feel like they could bring another one of those people in. Yeah, maybe but Sephiroth. Final Fantasy has its own, uh, like, fighting game. Ooh, what about Lavos from uh, Chrono Trigger? <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> Here's the crazy thing. Cloud, not on any Nintendo console. Not yet. Not until Final Fantasy VII comes out on the Switch this year. 
So like, very what the weird, fuck, man. Why is why that one? I mean, S- Nintendo, Nintendo Snake was only e- on one Nintendo console game like once. But Nintendo had exclusive Nintendo rights to the first six Final Fantasy games. Yeah, they could have used anyone from any of those games. Mm, I don't care about playing as any of those guys because they don't got that big well, sword. You're wrong because yeah, you're playing wrong. playing was- as Edgar from Final Fantasy VI would be amazing because he'd come out with a fucking chainsaw, a crossbow, and it would be awesome. Yeah, and you could have their special moves be summons of the gods mm. that they call down from heaven to do their. Yeah fighting for them. I mean, I would say that it's kind of imbalanced because they can come in and be like, oh, I guess I summon literally the god that created this universe, but apparently Pokemon are also gods that create universes, <laughs> so fuck everything. Yep. So, who are the mo- what's the most popular single character you would say from the first six Final Fantasies? Uh, Terra? No. Probably not. You think no. Ke- Kefka, probably? Uh, Maybe. I, I don't know. Kefka's memorable, but I don't know that I would call him popular. Maybe, hmm. um, Celeste. Yeah, maybe. All right. I know a lot of people really identify with her because of, I don't know, I guess, like, nerdy girls have an yeah. inferiority complex. And people want to right. be, like, a floaty elf. Yeah. <laughs> That's what people like. Oh, right. Gino from Super Mario RPG. He could probably oh, yeah. be a DLC. Oh, yes. Definitely. Sure. Um, maybe Bayonetta's girlfriend from Bayonetta. I Is forget Bayonetta her name. already in there? Yeah, she was in there in the last one. They added her all again, because everyone is here. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what... Uh, is there anyone from Breath of the Wild that they could add that's not already in there? Yeah, I guess maybe one of the other champions, like Urboso. Oh, or- yeah. Urboso yeah. with her lightning magic would be pretty good. Or that that bird guy that everyone wants to have sex with. Ravali. Yeah. No, no one likes Ravali. Ravali no. is a dick. <laughs> yeah, I knew that Louisa was going to disagree because her <laughs> preference is the emo one with the white feathers, the modern Teba. version. Teba? Teba? Teba. Yeah, not sure. But everyone likes uh, that shark man. I forget his name because I don't oh, like right. yes. Prince, what's his face? Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's what would be so great if you did, if they did a DLC pack for $20 that was the four champions from, um, mm-hmm. from Breath of the Wild, it would be fucking incredible. There's already built-in Echo Fighters because you could have the modern ones and the ones from the past with the almost the same moveset. It would be perfect. Yeah. yeah. They absolutely should do that. Yep, you're right. And they could summon their uh, Divine Beasts and everything. Yes, that could be their ultimate smash. Ugh, it's such a good idea, you guys. Yeah, yeah. when we write this game, we're gonna really do it good. <laughs> this yeah, is gonna oh, be the uh, last Smash Brothers, right? <laughs> Super Smash Brothers Ultimate means it's the last one. Correct. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, Nintendo, we are available for writing. We, yes. It, it will cost you one million dollars each. Yes. One million dollars. Like yes. Austin Powers. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> uh, Matt, what did you do online? So, also games related should this just be a gaming podcast and yes. fuck Reddit? Yes! <laughs> yeah. Do you want to just talk about video games this week? I don't like our subreddits. <laughs> I mean, they are very bad, but... Mine was good. Um, I I did a bad thing. I made a bad, terrible mistake where... Oh, are you a bad boy? Baby did a bad, bad thing. I'm putting that on the list. <laughs> Fair enough. 
<laughs> I don't know that one, but okay. Uh, I have been a bad band girl, and I'm feeling like a criminal. Is that the way that song goes? I don't, I don't know what song you're singing. Criminal by Fiona Apple, the only oh, one right. anyone actually remembers of It her. doesn't have a tune, so it's hard to sing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, I, I had, like, a little bit of extra money, and I was like, I'm gonna get myself a new game, because I haven't had a new game in a while, so I got myself, uh, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And started playing it, and then, literally two days later, my pre-order for Call of Cthulhu arrived that I'd forgotten I did. Oh, <laughs> so, right. How- uh, <laughs> I, I accidentally got two new video games at the same time, basically, and I'm playing through both of them. And man, could I have not picked two different games. Like, D- Dragon's Quest is such a delightful, cartoony romp, and Call of Cthulhu is exactly what you would expect Call of Cthulhu to be. What kind of game is Call of Cthulhu? It's a RPG, <laughs> in a way. It's like an action um, RPG, isn't it? it? This is probably not going to mean anything to you, Louisa, but if I could equate it to anything, it would be the parts of Batman Arkham Asylum, or any of the Arkham games, where you go into detective mode. Where you sneak but- around? I know about that. No, not sneak around. Sneaking around. Mode. Hanging up in the rafters and watching people talk about stuff. <laughs> not that part. <laughs> you hit a button where everything turns neon and it highlights the clues that Batman would be able to see, but that you're too much of a dumbass to be able to see because right. Batman's way smarter than all of the players of the game. And then oh, ba- like Professor Layton, so I do get it. That's fine. And then Batman like rewinds time in his mind palace so that he can see the crime as it happens and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He so- flicks a bunch of text messages on and off screen and Batman Benedict Cumberbatch is just waving his hands around. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's exactly it. So that is basically what the game is if it also had RPG elements where, like, you get experience for solving crimes and then you can use those experiences to upgrade your ability to, like, understand psychology or the occult or whatever. So Um, it's played from a third-person perspective? Yes, but Hmm. third-person, like, yeah, right over... uh, Wait, actually, no. Not all of it. Most of it is played first person, but parts of it are third person. I think the old ones for original Xbox were, like, first person the whole time, but I could be wrong, because I didn't play them. I only watched someone else play them once, like, seven years ago. So, it's a marginally scary game, but it's really not very good. I've heard I've heard that, that it's, like, a bad, uh, is, like, not broken, and it's yeah. not terrible, it's just middling, and that's disappointing for that franchise. I, I, de- I very much want to support any video games based on tabletop games mechanics, because I very much like that, and I want more of those. Uh, one of my favorite games of all time is still uh, Vampire the Masquerade, um, and that part is good, but <laughs> the story is not inspired. <laughs> it, it, what if it's trying to get to the existential horror of, you know, the Cthulhu stuff, the Lovecraft stuff, by yeah. making a game that's mediocre, the ultimate horror? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so I finished my first playthrough last night, um, and I'm hoping, there isn't a lot of information about it out, because it only came out on Friday. I'm hoping that 
it ha- it does that thing that games have been doing recently where like on your subsequent playthroughs the game remembers the things you did before mm-hmm. even though it's not supposed to because that would be a very Cthulhu thing if like the first time you met the detective he was like weird I feel like I remember you shooting mm-hmm. me in the face which you did in the last save file or whatever mm-hmm. um, you piss Cthulhu off and in the corner of the screen it says Cthulhu is going to remember that that kind of does happen <laughs> in the game <laughs> I'm not joking I, the first uh, you you accept a quest from this guy saying go find out who murdered my daughter and then you're in your office and you're like a 1920s detective man so you're wandering around and of course there's a bottle of scotch and you have the option to drink from it and I was like oh yeah this will be fun and in theme and then a little icon popped up in the corner that said this will affect your destiny and I was like fuck you <laughs> this? I had one sip of scotch you assholes Here's the I thing. wish you're that recording the game this, would tell you you're recording this on your computer so next time you log in <laughs> Cthulhu noticed that you were talking shit about him <laughs> on your podcast also important Cthulhu not in the game <laughs> Well, I should hope not. He's indescribable, no, right? His call is. Yes, I suppose. I mean, the the antagonist question mark, I mean, as antagonistic as any of the great old ones get, mm. is Leviathan, not Cthulhu. Mm. Uh, consider this. You are the protagonist, and the game is the antagonist. Yeah, sure. Yeah, in a way, freak in, your mind. <laughs> in a way, Leviathan might be the protagonist, by the way the story goes. Like Free Willy. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, there are a lot of parallels to Free Willy. And <laughs> yeah. The funniest thing about this is that people listening to this who've played Call of Cthulhu will be like, actually, yeah. <laughs> you gotta help Leviathan jump over one of those rock uh, jetties <laughs> near the end uh, of the uh, game. You're joking, but you're not that far Am away. I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Inception. Anyway, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven is genuinely a delight, and everyone should play every second of it, because it's amazing. <laughs> well, I really to want hear, to play I, it. I've heard mixed things, so I'm glad to hear it's good. Uh, yeah, it's it's a little slow moving um, and it, I, it's very RPG-y, which I know you will like, Louisa, and like you that. will hate Jeff. Well, I think that it, w- it, it would get middling reviews because it's a Dragon Quest game, but if you already like Dragon Quest games, yes. you're going to enjoy it because it does the things Dragon Quest games do. Yes. It, it, the, if, nothing, if for nothing else, the character designs of all the enemies is so adorable and like, it's just a, it's just a joy to play. Even though some pretty heinous stuff happens in the beginning of the game uh, that involves, like, the main character being branded as a heretic and hunted by everyone, um, which is not super fun, but somehow Dragon Quest makes everything delightful, so. I've been seeing the trailers, and it kind of freaks me out to see everything drawn in this, like, extremely high-quality Pixar art style, but it's still everything looks like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird to me... I I went back and I loaded up a, an old ROM I have of Dragon Quest VIII because this game, a lot of people have compared it to Dragon Quest VIII. I don't know. If, have you guys both played Dragon Quest VIII? Uh, I didn't no. beat it, but I did play a lot of it. And that game is gorgeous. Like some of the yes. best art well, direction in, in games, I think. I, I thought so too. <laughs> I don't know how recently you've, recently you've played it. And certainly like you can come to a, a an acceptance of it. But looking at it now... Comparing it to having played Dragon Quest XI, I'm like, this looks 
terrible. <laughs> this is garbage. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's obviously lower quality, but uh, I I bet it plays. I bet Dragon Quest Eight, the 3DS version, is probably really ideal because the screen's nice and little, and they can just like downgrade the graphics so that everything doesn't look too awful. Yeah, I mean, a big part of it is that it was the best that the PlayStation Two could do because that's when it came out. And, I feel like, that way about looking back at Toy Story. Like when yeah. it came out, like fucking amazing. These toys God, are like. Yeah. Real photos of these toys, and now I'm like, this is dog shit. Try, yes. try looking at any of the humans or animals in Toy Story, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, Jesus Christ, I could I, model better than this, and I've never used <laughs> modeling software before. Uh, I've been watching a lot of the YouTube ser- YouTube uh, channel Outside Xbox, if you guys nope. know this. I do not. They're, they're a very funny group of people from England who talk about Xbox games and do, like, top ten lists of weird things. It's great. Uh, very amusing and easy to, like, waste time while you're doing stu- other stuff on the internet. I highly recommend it. Uh, they don't need my recommendation. They have 2 million subscribers. But uh, I they sh- review games. They, the, in their top 10 list, they include games from, like, the first generation of Xbox. And I remember playing these games and at the time being like, this is almost as realistic as movies. <laughs> and watching it now, it's like watching somebody play with Lego figurines. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, why did we ever think this looked good? Yeah, I've gotten <laughs> to, like, the point where I'll see movies with CG and I'll be like, who made this? Did they think this looked good? Yeah. Like, like for some reason, most people will see computer graphics in a movie and be like, yeah, it's fine. But I, I feel like a lot of it has gotten extremely lower and lower and lower in quality to yeah. the point where, like... I've I, I saw movies in within the past ten years that have computer generated monsters that look worse than the ones in Starship Troopers, which came out in 1997. Yes, yeah. and it's such a thing, especially for horror movies, where they do like morphs on people's faces to make their mouths open wider or whatever, and it's so much less scary than just having the person open their mouth as wide as they could. Yeah, any really it's old shocking. horror movie where someone has like a fake model head and it like it tears apart or something like that's yeah. fucking terrifying oh yeah. my god <laughs> there's a there's a scene I, I spoke last time about how much I liked the haunting of, of Hill House uh, mm-hmm. and it's very good and they do a good job of not overplaying the CG uh, angle but there are a few scenes where they do that where they like morph someone's face to make their mouth open wider than a human could and it's just like I would be more scared if like they didn't even open their mouth at all like it, it makes this laughable. It makes the thing that you were trying to scare me with humorous Yeah, that you did this. You go back and watch a movie like John Carpenter's The Thing, which, regardless of if you enjoy that movie or not, which I'm not sure, as someone who thinks that movie is great, that enjoy is the word I would use to describe my feeling toward it. (laughs) Uh, But when you see the special effects in that movie, knowing that they couldn't just use computers to make it, it's mystical. It's like watching Mm -hmm. someone paint with dreams on film. Film. And if the if they made that same movie now, which I guess they did in 2011, you would just be like, oh, they did that with computers and they did a bad job at it. So uh, I've spoken on this podcast before about how I am not much of a drug user and have only occasionally tried uh, smoking marijuana cigarettes, rolling it up and smoking it like a cigarette. Yep. The first time I saw The Thing was in college after smoking some marijuana with some friends. And we'd watch 
watched a couple ho- uh, horror movies in that manner, but watching the thing when you're high is a terrible idea <laughs> compared to every other horror movie. <laughs> Holy shit, watching the thing while you're high is a bad idea. Uh, yeah, don't do um, anything that would make you more paranoid, and then watch something that could be generously described as a paranoid thriller. Yes. <laughs> that movie is amazing, and I have since watched it sober, but that was not a f- super fun experience for Matt Heron. Yeah, I mean, it's probably not as bad as when you dropped acid and watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers, right? Uh, I I think that obviously I've never even been tempted to try, like, acid or hallucinogenic mushrooms or anything, but I think that part of it is because I've had very scary experiences smoking marijuana and then been like, if I can't handle this, there's just no way. Yeah, I just don't, I don't like sit in some of, some drug effects like marijuana like maybe I would try that if they legalized it but like things that are uh, hallucinogenics and psychotropics like I remember all my dreams every night I remember the dreams that I had that's plenty like that's bad enough a lot of the time <laughs> you thank need to you take, you need to take those malaria drugs that make your dreams super crazy that's like a stepping stone between <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute why do I need to ramp up to something I don't want to do <laughs> <laughs> you just described all of life Louisa. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. true <laughs> Yeah, what do you mean I need to get prepared for college? I don't even like high school. Yeah. Yeah. And aren't we all really just preparing for death? (laughs) Yes, that's fair. Okay, Uh, let's get into these subreddits. Do we have to? Uh, Louisa, I'm pretty sure that you've submitted that one before, and it might also be the name of an episode. What, What? this, uh, my subreddit? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I'm going to say it. It's r slash trees, and it's just about trees. Nope, it's it's about weed. Oh, no! (laughs) Damn it! Uh, we uh, did one about weed, but it wasn't this one. Yeah, I've never seen this board. Oh, how weird. I'm getting an ad that uh, has a bunch of pictures of, like, fall trees in it at the top of the page. So I just uh, saw that when it came up, and I was like, uh-huh, trees, yep. <laughs> yep. Damn, I'm very disappointed. Yeah, I don't know that we have anything new to say about weed. Yeah, yeah that's fair. same. Uh, I got r slash neckbeard RPG, oh, which no. apparently is dedicated to memes of neckbeard encounters in an RPG format. What I don't know what mean? that means. Yeah, that sounds like goddamn nonsense to me. <laughs> but okay, I mean it's pictures of people who are who would be described as neckbeards, and then I guess captions that liken them to. RPG encounters. I mean, it's very much our shit. Like, we do talk a lot on this show about memes over things and also Uh, RPGs. I'm annoyed by the first picture I clicked on, which was just a recent one, but it's a guy who, I guess they're describing him as having the awkward social air of a neckbeard type of person, but he doesn't have any kind of beard, and he's not particularly sloppy, so like, I don't quite get what they're saying. I don't understand. neckbeard in the derogatory internet sense. I get that. But I feel like when I hear that, I have a vision in my mind, like like comic book guy from The Simpsons. Like he doesn't have a neck beard, but like I feel like he kind of fits that idea. Yeah, yeah. And the guy I clicked so, on looked like just a regular dork. As near as I can put together from everything I've seen on this board, it's a pretend fictional RPG uh, where you play against and the, all the enemies are neck beards, and the pictures are encounters you have with different types of neck beard enemies. I don't like it. Uh, it involves too much of people on the board trying to construct humor for the board, yeah. and I like things that just sort of come up by accident. Yes, but this may end up be the one thing that we do anyway. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Why? I, because, uh, Jeff's? <laughs> because yeah. I got one that is so similar to one that we already did. That's true. I got r slash filmmakers. We did r slash filmmaking before. And we did, like, cinema secrets or something, like, two weeks ago. Movie details. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. All right, cinema secrets fair. is a way better name for that board, by the way. You're <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh, man, but I'm looking at a gif right now of someone's face on different uh, sizes of film with the title, It's Told That the Camera Adds 10 Pound. Yeah, we uh, saw that gif on the other board. I remember that one. Yeah. Maybe we did this board. I don't remember this gif. <laughs> Oh, man. Did yeah, we do remember. this board? <laughs> it's possible. God damn it. Maybe we did this board. Maybe I'm the asshole. How about a cereal that's like little shredded wheat pillows, right? But then when you bite into them, they have a cinnamon filling, and they're called cinnamon secrets. Mm, that'd be pretty good. I <laughs> okay. thought for a second you were high on trees, Louisa, because <laughs> yeah. you just started getting into cereals. <laughs> you cereals wish. in a big way? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I re-rolled and got cereals. another bad one, uh, so we could just do Neckbeard on Fiji. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> have to do Neckbeard RPG, y'all. Eye racing, which is something about uh, race cars. I don't care. <laughs> that's when your eyes wiggle back and forth real fast and you don't know no, how to No, that's, that's a side effect of doing ecstasy, <laughs> which is another... I read... Okay, when yeah, I was You've talked about this a million times. Go on. Okay. I was just gonna say, when I was 17, I read a drug pamphlet that was like, don't do drugs, and one of the side effects listed for ecstasy was eye wiggles, and I was like, I'm out. That listen, sounds horrible. Listen, though. I get eye wiggles when I'm concentrating on something like painting a miniature or like doing something yes. very small and detailed, put it near the jewelry. So yes. like it's livable. Like you just write it no, out. You're like, all right, I, they're going to wiggle no, for a second here. But that's why it freaks me out so much. Cause I get that too. And I also get it sometimes when I'm very sleepy yeah. and the idea of getting it in circumstances that I can't control is horrifying. That's to me. true. If you hey. got it while you were driving, that seems like it'd be very bad. Yes. Guys, I'm the asshole. Episode uh, 116 published in June of this year is filmmakers. Yep. Filmmaking. It's have finally we, happened. Have, <laughs> have we yet convinced you, Jeff, that the randomizer on Reddit uh, doesn't randomize since you've gotten this one twice? And it knows how much I love weed? <laughs> I don't think I got the filmmakers last time. It couldn't be. I think you did. We didn't even remember that we did this one. I don't think there's any point in trying to figure out who, who rolled it. <laughs> I suppose it. that's true, but there are 1.2 million subreddits, and we've done 139 <laughs> episodes and gotten one twice. Uh, well, to be fair, it only pulls from, like, the top 5,000. Also, listeners, go back to episode 116 and tell us whose subreddit was Filmmakers on Twitter. Thank you. <laughs> but only if it was Jeff's, because I don't want to be proven wrong. <laughs> yeah, I also don't want to be proven wrong. No, I'm genuinely genuinely curious. Please tell me whose it was. Don't tell them. My, You can reach me at, uh, at seeing Reddit. Yes, there we go. And only I will see it. Yep. Um, okay, so, a neckbeard RPG, Louisa, let's do this. Let's yeah. punish ourselves and our listeners. I'm just seeing a plain gray header. I'm gonna go to the old board and see if it's any different. Nope, it's still just gray. Okay, yeah. great. Um, it says neckbeard RPG on a, like, fake uh, little animated scroll off to the side. Uh, Neckbeard is in like a calligraphy font. RPG is in like a 
pixel letters and it's not centered. <laughs> Maybe that's intentional, but I don't like it. Yep. Uh, the up and down arrows are fedoras. That's pretty good. Right side yeah. up and upside down. <laughs> uh, there's 52,000 gentle sirs. <laughs> and there's <laughs> 43 currently LARPing. Matt, they're calling you out because you yes, do LARPing. That's true. But LARPing, here's a controversial statement. You guys ready? Yep. LARPing is cooler than role-playing. Hmm. <laughs> You need to do it with a bigger group of friends, You and uh, it involves it's skills like actually making things. It's definitely hornier than tabletop It certainly is. You are a thousand percent more likely to get laid LARPing than you are tabletopping. <laughs> uh, that's because it attracts theater nerds who know to yeah. bathe, whereas gaming nerds don't always know that. Exactly. So even though everyone treats LARPing as, like, the ultimate nerdiness beyond tabletop role-playing, uh, I actually think that LARPing is cooler. So don't at me. Actually, yes, you can at me. Uh, you can reach me at seeing Reddit and none of the other guys will see it. <laughs> We're yeah. doing that thing that Jordan Jesse Go does, but with our own Twitter account for some reason. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, Neckbeard RPG. We are dedicated to memes of Neckbeard encounters in an RPG format, as well as just general memes regarding all things RPG. That might be okay. Yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. That's pretty much it. I do not like that one of the moderators is R word squirrel. That tells you a lot about what kind of discourse they're going to have here. I had to look at what the R word was because I didn't know what R word was, but it's the baddest one, you guys. Yeah. Is Wait, there a left? Let's think no, about I don't it wanna, for a I second. Is there a worse one? Yeah, yeah I don't do want to think. <laughs> I just want to imagine with it with our heads. Don't say it if if you know one, but just a worse a little, one or a better one. No, a worse one. <laughs> I can't think of one. There I must can't. be there must be a racial slur that starts with R. You no, guys. don't oh, hold don't on. do it. Let's not Google. do it though. <laughs> No, do not. Racial slurs <laughs> alphabetically. Uh, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, you're gonna be, you're gonna. I was gonna Jeff, say you're, you're gonna putting, be punted. You're, you're spreading up, napalm all over your future. Uh, here we Reddit, go. Wiki, uh, Wikipedia list of ethnic slurs. Uh, no. I was gonna say Jeff that you're gonna oh, end up. Oh, yeah. I found a worse list. one. I found a worse one. I found two worse ones. No, at least. stop. I was going to say you're going to end up on a government watch list, but you're probably going to end up on a government position. You're like, you're going to be given a, a job with the current White House. Yeah, I feel like redneck doesn't belong on this. Yeah, that's not a racial slur. That's mm -hmm. just accurate. Um, okay. Also, that that scroll that you described, Louisa, it changes every time you reload the page to be different things. Oh, no. Right now, right now I'm seeing two Mountain Dew bottles wearing fedoras fighting each other with a sword on a backdrop of chicken fingers. So that's very very weird. <laughs> okay. Uh, I feel like the people who are running this board and making fun of neckbeard culture, I guess is what they would say, uh, they have incorporated so many types of things into what they think this bad thing is that it has to be a huge overlap with their own lives, right? Yeah, yes. that's the thing, is that especially people making fun of internet nerd culture on the internet, I feel like a lot of them are punching themselves yeah. more than anything else, and then that makes it feel less awful to me. Okay, that's fair. But I mean, like, Mountain Dew and Chicken Fingers, like, yeah, I kind of get it if you're a person who doesn't really Yeah, they're both delicious. So... Yeah, like, but everyone kind of eats those also. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I mean, think that this is worse. Like, it's worse if they're all into it. Like, uh, if if they're all neckbeards, I think that makes it worse. Well, I guess. Wait, why does that make it worse? Because I would rather them be making fun of some kind of uh, detestable type of bad nerd than for them to be, like, 
that type of bad nerd, but they're making fun of themselves. Yeah, because then it makes them feel like they're, like, above that criticism, because it's like, haha, we're all laughing, guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's- They're using too many code words on this board, even as I'm just glancing through. They're using the word Chad a lot, unironically, and that's upsetting. (laughs) I'm- yeah, I'm playing their, um, the- the pinned post, their, uh, neckbeard RPG for computers, and I've already encountered, uh, several upsetting stereotypes of non-neckbeard people. You're playing as a neckbeard in it. I think that this board is pro-neckbeard. Oh no! Uh, yeah, but it's also making fun of the neckbeard culture that it is in favor of. Like, I don't, it, it's, uh, it's both. I think you need to have a level of self-awareness to make things like that a good thing, and I don't know the people here have that. Yeah, I agree. Yes, I agree. Um, yeah, it's not great, but it's interesting to me that I guess, okay, here's what I'm saying. It's interesting that a group of people who probably are self-described neckbeards are very, like, happy to play it, to make up this game where they themselves are the antagonists, as well as the protagonists. Uh, I I don't know. I played the real version that they made, and neither of the enemies I encountered were neckbeards. And I'm looking at the third post of all time, which is a racist joke. Oh no! We need to stop looking at this board. We need to talk about Nintendo games more, like we We like We shouldn't have done it. (laughs) Well, listen, this was the board that we ended up on, but, uh... We could have done filmmakers again. (laughs) This is problematic for sure. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, okay, yeah, this game is bad. (laughs) You're right, This is the true Call of Cthulhu. You go to a board and you're like, well, this is kind of dumb. And then yeah. as you look more, <laughs> I think you discover it's racist. <laughs> yep, that's exactly the experience of reading Lovecraft. You got <laughs> that's it. That's true. It's true. <laughs> I was very happy that there were no racial stereotypes in Call of Cthulhu. Uh, I feel like. Oh, wait, does, this... does racistness against Bostonians count? <laughs> uh, it does if you ask them. Um, <laughs> I, I think that I would like to see a Call of Cthulhu. Cthulhu video game that grappled with the fact that the person who created Cthulhu was a huge racist. Yeah. Instead of just, like, completely ignoring it and being like, oh, but we like this stuff. We're gonna ignore that part. Why do you think no one has moved into the, the, like, Lovecraftian space in the modern era? I feel like there's lots of people trying to recreate uh, Tolkien and Mm -hmm. doing various levels of success, but I can't think of anyone who's really doing, trying to do Lovecraft stuff these days. Oh, uh, Matt, I have to tell you, as the internet's foremost expert on creepypastas, many, 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 many people (laughs) are, actually. Also, Matt, you can't really say that while you're playing a brand new video game (laughs) based on Lovecraft things. Whoops. (laughs) I was thinking about this the other day. Like, do you think that video games will ever be the level of accepted that that movies are? Um, um, they are already. I yeah. don't. I don't know that I agree. Like I, I mean, I, they're certainly not stigmatized or like treated as a children's medium as much as they used to be. But mm-hmm. I think it's still somewhat shameful for a lot of people to admit. Like, yes, I, I'm like people will be like, I'm very into my film collection and my favorite director is blah on a first date or whatever. But I, I don't, don't think that I, it's cool I, to do I, that. I don't games. know if I agree with you because I think. 
more people, especially men, but some women, uh, even up into their 50s and 60s now, are fine with saying, oh yeah, I'm excited about this new game. Because they actually yeah. did play them when they were young, and like people have quietly like continued with this as a hobby. Yes, but I guess the difference to me is, I feel like if you were to meet somebody for the first time and they would be like, hi, here's something you should know about me, I'm a film buff, you'd be like, mm, you're kind of pretentious, but fine. But if somebody described themselves as a gamer the first time you met them, that's like, the thing. You'd have a whole lot of thoughts about them. I think you need to divorce the vast majority of people nowadays, I think, who were raised with video games and like them casually, some people more than others, from the people who really make it their identity. Yeah. Because those terrible people, who I hope are going to get overcome by this wave of just regular people liking <laughs> video games, uh, they are really poisoning the water and sort of defining the conversation about video games. Yeah, that's true. I also think it's weird. I guess this is more uh, parallel to the way that appreciation for film developed, but like, it's weird to me that there's still so much of a stigma around women being a part of the gaming community. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think again, like a lot of women just quietly play video games. Like, yes. I work, I work with women age twenty to, you know, I don't, I don't know how old the oldest one is, but in seven thousand, she's. <laughs> Ageless. The, She's beyond eight years beyond number. <laughs> and they all seem like very regular uh, women, suburban women. Um, but well, I'd say no, the normal women. Who told you otherwise? <laughs> They're all normal. Stop looking. Yes, all of uh, that blood that's in the bathroom, totally normal. The majority of them, if you said, as I have said, oh, I'm excited about this new video game, they know about it, or they're like, oh yeah, video games. It's oh, it's very few, and mostly the older ones who are like, what video games? Like, it, it's kind of dying out, that idea. Yeah. I will I say that having started um, talking to children on a daily basis, they are always surprised that I, an adult at age 30, play yeah. video games at all. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And I feel like that's a lot of people, like, regardless of the acceptance of it, I think mm -hmm. there is still a huge idea in our culture that, like, playing video games is something that you do until you get a job and grow up. Yes, I think that's true. Yeah. And I always think it's very strange when uh, a comedian we all like, Paul F. Tompkins, who is mm, close to 50, maybe? I don't think he's over. Yeah, I think he's 46 right now. Yes. Uh, he will post about video games sometimes, and his replies are filled with, oh my god, you play this video yeah. game? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very funny to these. me. <laughs> He yeah. talks about, well, he talks in one of his stand-up things about being, you know, early 20s and just being sort of a washout and playing video games till the sun came out with his friends. Yeah, yeah. he talks about that on Stop Podcasting Yourself all the time. Yeah. It feels bad, you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when the sun um, comes up, oh, he's but, so right. <laughs> but like... Like, I'm thinking about, you know, people being professors in film, or like, mm -hmm. like, Siskel and Ebert having a successful TV series in the mainstream about film critique, and I don't think we're there yet with video games. And I'm not saying either medium is better or worse than the other, but like, video games are just newer, and so people are more mm -hmm. still getting to grips with it. I think but also, we're reaching a point where it can be more of a division between the big mainstream things 
things and the indie things because I think that's where film really like took off for mm. is this art and let's be pretentious about it if you could say like oh yeah everyone all the normies like these mainstream things but we like this good stuff and now you're finally being able to see that with games too the, I think it's a weird dichotomy because I agree that there is still like a mainstream stigma but also Red Dead Redemption 2 just had the biggest opening weekend of any media product mm. in history it made 725 million dollars in two days <laughs> well there's overlap too right like um uh, Black Panther being a good movie and a very popular movie yeah I, I, yeah no I'm, I'm not talking about like quality I'm talking about there will still be people who like who be like video games no that's for kids yeah. and then also it's hugely popular it's a like hundreds of billions of dollars a year industry yeah I, I also think that part of it is that it's niche because not most people don't have a system for playing games in their homes maybe that's not true but I think that there's a decent number who don't like it's not like nowadays if somebody came to you and there was like they were like oh it's weird I I heard about this new movie that came out but I can't watch it I don't have anything in my house that I could watch a movie on you'd be like what excuse me what yeah. how but everybody yeah, has a true. computer so I think computer games especially Steam games are quite popular mm, but a lot of people have a computer like you Louisa by which I mean in the only in the technical sense yeah but yeah. I do have my switch so that counts. <laughs> yes but I mean yeah, like, that is a weird thing about video games that does not really exist with most other forms of <laughs> art media uh, it's like music you can get it for any computer any phone and there's like very few that are exclusive to one purchasing platform with video games is like if Nintendo made it it's only on the Nintendo thing yeah. and if you have the Nintendo thing from three years ago you can't play it and also there's two Nintendo things and it's not on both of them yes. yeah yeah, I, I think that that level of complicatedness will go away as video games mature as a medium, and eventually they will become more mainstream and just, like, common and, I like, think, an accepted hobby. I think they are in a way. I think, uh, like, I think anyone younger than maybe 50, if you say, oh, I'm excited to play this new game, even if they say to you, oh, well, I don't like video games, they'll then follow it up with, oh, but my husband or, you know, my sister, some Somebody does like they're not shocked by it the way older generations are yeah that's true but i also always feel like the person that i'm talking to is sort of reacting when i as if i had said that i was a recovering drug addict where they're like <laughs> uh-huh oh okay well like i feel sorry for you but i want to show interest in you <laughs> I One think you're the- talking to a lot of older people and you're not really thinking about it because I'm not getting that reaction. And I, as a woman, I am up against a lot more women who just don't play video games. Well, I also, I think, play a lot more games than you guys do. Yeah, that's I true. Mean, Probably. Every, every week, just about my thing on the internet is the newest game because I feel like I am the equivalent of those horrific douchebags who always talk about film. Yeah. And hey. Like, what the... <laughs> Shh, don't say that when Jeff can hear you. Sorry. Uh, I go to the movies every weekend. Come on. No, but you're not one of these guys. I'm talking about the guys who are always like, oh, well, what you don't understand is that this kind of shot was pioneered by Kurosawa and, like, you know, this kind of thing. Like, oh, I, I kind of am one of those well, guys. No, here's what oh. I will say, Jeff, and it's rare for me to say something nice about you, so you should keep, you should, uh, you should take this seriously when I say it. Um, like, you are good at not, at waiting until somebody asks you for that information to give it 
as opposed to dominating the conversation with that when no one else cares, which is the bad thing. Caveat, unless someone says the word star and wars in the same (laughs) sentence, then I will talk all about, especially because you mentioned uh, shots pioneered by Kurosawa, which is all of Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. But I I feel like I know what Matt's talking about because I I really enjoy the Flophouse and I think Elliot Kalin is very smart about film. But a lot (laughs) of times when he recommends a movie, he's like, "Uh, well, you guys won't be able to see this because it was only airing for one weekend in this part of LA and it's a reproduced movie from the 60s. Like, who cares, Elliot? (laughs) It's a silent film and it's not good, but (laughs) please watch it. (laughs) Most of his film recommendations are like, oh, this is a great movie about vampires from Sweden from the 1970s. Most of it's not good. (laughs) Yeah, it's not in English and you maybe can't find subtitles. (laughs) Yes, and like there's one shot that's great, but it does have a lot of the parts leading up to it of like eyeball torture or whatever. You're like, Elliot, you, what's wrong <laughs> right. with you? Yeah, we'll start a recommendation. Like, all right, this movie's great. It's got a big name in it, Boris Karloff. <laughs> now he's in blackface, and the movie has no sound. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, you should have. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. uh, I feel like that type of person for for video games is... Is you? I mean, I like to believe that <laughs> I don't, I don't shove it down people's throats in that way, but like, I do really want to be up on what people are talking about, like the conversation around video games, and so I want to try all of the new stuff that's coming out and like, be aware of how things are referencing other things and mm-hmm. influenced by other things and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like you do, you are more of like a film snob of video games than most people I know, because like I want to know a game's good ahead of time so I don't have to waste any time when I'm playing it. Like, I don't want to play a mostly bad game to get some good parts. Yeah, and honestly, like, as I was playing Call of Cthulhu, this is when this idea occurred to me of like, huh, like, I'm playing this game and I'm glad I played it because I think it's doing a lot of interesting stuff, but it's not good. (laughs) And like, But you're interested in the whole process. Right, and most people I know who are quote-unquote into video games would hate. And I kind of hate it too, but, like, I'm still benefiting from it, and that's when I realized, like, oh, this is, like, what people who are very into film feel when they watch, like, an indie film that takes a lot of interesting, like, risks and stuff. Yes, I am a sucker for period uh, miniseries and series, and I will watch them, and a lot of times I'll be like, hmm, this isn't very good, but I will watch it anyway. (laughs) Like, I I just have to. Yeah. I, um, have you heard of this new game, Matt, The Quiet Man? No, I don't think so. It's a square game that just came out, and one of my friends did a review for it, and he said, his review is basically like, it's bad, like, it's technically bad, it's bad on pretty much every level, but it's bad in such an unbelievable way that I recommend that you absolutely, like, find a sadistic friend, uh, sorry, a masochistic friend who will play it while you watch or watch a Let's Play of it. Please don't play it yourself, but you need to see it be played because it's a magically bad experience. Are you asking me to play this game for you, Jeff? Because I'm not... (laughs) 
what I what I am saying is I think it's the type of game you would be interested in because it uh it fails in such a spectacularly interesting way. You know, it's interesting. I'm looking at it now and it's only $14 on Steam, so I am going to get it and play yeah. it. Um <laughs> uh, Really? I thought it was like a full game. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's already on sale. When did it come out? <laughs> November 1st. So <laughs> <laughs> realize how bad it is and they're trying to unload it before people notice. Uh, yeah, I kind of think that might be the case. <laughs> That's great. Uh, um, but uh, it reminds me just from the stills and the description of it a lot. Like, do you remember when Square, back when the PlayStation 2 first came out, Square really put all their chips down on a game co- called The Bouncer? Yes! I was yes. gonna say that! <laughs> My friend who reviewed it said that it reminded him a lot of The Bouncer yes. because it's a very weird Square Enix game that everyone is going to remember for how weird it is. <laughs> At the time, I put more hours into the bouncer than I had any other video game up to that point in my life. Uh, this game is apparently designed to be played in one sitting, so I hope that you don't do that for this one. Yeah, yeah. I'll we'll see. I'm adding it to my wish list. <laughs> God. Um, anyway, I'm glad that we're talking about video games in a theoretical sense instead of talking about this subreddit. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, uh, my other thing is that we're definitely getting to the point where video games are going to be fully mainstream, because one of the other teachers at my school, who is younger than me, is a retired professional Counter-Strike player. Oh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, his job before he became a teacher was professional Counter-Strike player. Is retired- that is. Is retired the word you want to use here? Uh, Like, did he make enough money to live on now? I mean, I assume by the name, by the word professional, yes. I don't know that you can make that much money playing Counter-Strike, but I guess good? (laughs) Mm, I don't know. I I don't know. The thing is that I feel like when people talk about video games being mainstream, they mainly talk about, like, esports stuff like you're talking about, Jeff, and I certainly think that that's an interesting part of it, but I don't think esports is ever going to be something that anyone actually cares about. What is Counter-Strike? Uh, it's a shooting game made by the people who make Half-Life and Portal. No thanks. It's It was sort of the first, like, multiplayer arena game. It was, yeah, one of the very, very big um, early 2000s online games, and probably one of the early ones to become a um, eSport in any real sense. One of the best, one of the interesting things about it is the fact that uh, Valve is a very smart company, and they what they did was, when they were launching Steam, the platform that they used to, to distribute all games and stuff, they included a free copy of Counter-Strike whenever you downloaded Steam, so that, like, you already had a game to play for free when you got Steam, and it got Steam on so many people's computers that that's why Steam is, like, the main hmm. PC gaming platform now. So it's yeah. a very clever idea. And it also meant that a lot of people had Counter-Strike, which is how it became, like, the main arena shooter game for, like, a decade. It was a long time. Yeah, it's been since um, supplanted, though not fully, of course, because there's always the uh, old guard who want to stick with the old one, by Counter-Strike Source, a remake on the Half-Life 2 engine, and Counter-Strike Global Offensive, which is their, like, freemium-style Counter-Strike where they can sell you different hats for your guy. (laughs) Where you can find out if you're a bad enough dude to save the president. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
<laughs> my my freshman year of college, I have a distinct memory of coming home one night from a, like a cast party or something, and my roommate's friend, Alex, was in the room playing Counter-Strike, and I watched him for a while and then went to sleep, and I slept for eight and a half hours and woke up, and he was still playing the same game of Counter-Strike, well, not the same match, but like with the same people, uh, and I went to class, and I came home, and he, pl- he was still playing, he played for like 13 hours straight. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, if you're into that type of game, it can be very addicting, but uh, now that game is Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Like, the online shooter that is extremely addictive that you'll just play and play and play and ignore all your responsibilities. Even adults uh, who are into games, Fortnite is the one that does it now. It's very clever in that each session, each match only lasts about 10 minutes. Yeah. Once you die, you're out of the match. So there's a real, uh, like, self-preservation instinct that it fosters in you. Same as Fortnite. I guess in a, in a lot of ways, it was a precursor to that style. Yeah, but the thing that they, uh, the thing that baffles me about, like, PUBG and stuff like that is that the only reason I ever enjoyed playing Counter-Strike is because I could sit down and play for, you know, two matches or whatever, and then be like, okay, well, this is annoying, I'm done. Uh, and the fact that a PUBG match can last a half hour, 45 minutes, like, ugh, that just sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not a good feeling to play these games. It seems like it's too intense of a game to play that long. Like, yeah, to exactly. Be on alert. Yes. Yeah, it's, I think that's probably why Fortnite is more popular in addition to the fact that PUBG costs $30 and Fortnite costs $0. It's uh, all cartoons, so even though it's the <laughs> same, like, level of tension, you don't feel as, like, sweat on your brow bad about playing it, because, you know, it's cartoons. I think th- it also closes the ring in faster, so no match will last more than, like, ten minutes. That's pretty good. I've heard that that's either Fortnite or PUBG. I don't know if they are how closely they are related. I know they're related. They're virtually identical <laughs> games. Fortnite was released as a very quick cash-in uh, on the crazy <laughs> started by PUBG. Well, I heard that uh, once you get killed by somebody because it's a last player standing kind of game, uh, then you get to, s- the, your camera like follows them, so you get to watch them play, and that does sound pretty compelling. Like, even if you're not great at the game, uh, like, that might keep you interested. I could see that. Yeah, I, that's uh, a that's a common feature for um, these types of, like, when you die, you're out mm-hmm. games, is you then get to follow around whoever killed you, or, like, other people on your team. That's pretty good. They, uh, the, the main thing about it, though, is that the communities around these games can get so toxic so fast that it just becomes completely unfun to play at all on any level for any amount of time. That's the hard thing about any kind of community game. If you do it right, the fact that there's a community of other people will really keep you coming back. But how do you foster that really good community? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, my my current catchphrase for this podcast is where are the mods? Like, you really (laughs) need to have people who you trust to be cool. Yeah. modding and, like, filtering out the bad people, but then it's so close to being, like, a fascist dictatorship of just, like, well, I don't need to justify why I'm banning you, I'm just banning you, but, like... Yeah, that's the problem with so much, like, I I talked about how the ultimate uh, perfect society I think is, like, a monarchy where the regent just is very good at everything. Like, that's really the only way. You need someone very good being able to make, like, huge decisions without a lot of bureaucracy. I like how all on your own you've arrived at Philosopher Kings. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You literally just described the end of the Republic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 
that's the problem. They didn't do it right, but my plan is no, let's they do no. it right. Let's do it right, though. <laughs> this is the problem: is every philosopher, every political thinker in history has said, "Oh yeah, but they didn't do it right," yeah. and then they are like, "Okay, then we'll just elect a king, and yeah. Mussolini will make everything better, or Stalin will make everything better, well, or they did Mao it wrong, will make everything better." But I have a system, so don't even worry about it. The okay. thing is, the thing is that. All, the concept of philosopher kings is very much predicated on a time when information sharing was more difficult. And nowadays, I think that you could do a better job of having somebody like that if the person you put in position to be the leader isn't somebody who, like Louisa, thinks they knows everything and is best at everything. Well, what if I am, though? <laughs> I haven't been proven yet. That's true. But instead, <laughs> if you put somebody in that position who is very good at, like, deferring to experts, in the specific area like oh we need a solution for economics well I don't know anything about economics but I'm an expert in asking experts their opinions boring I think we should make a secret list of geniuses and randomly pull from them and whichever person seems the least stoked to be the leader they have to do it until they're dead <laughs> thanks Douglas Adams <laughs> I'm calling all of you out on your references to old philosophers oh, was that him too in, in the fourth Hitchhiker Guide to the Galaxy, I think, that you find out that the person who's actually in charge of the whole universe is a man who lives alone on a planet who was the person mathematically calculated to be the least interested in ruling the entire universe. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Uh, he's so full of good ideas that they've infected the very bedrock of my psyche. Yes. <laughs> well, if we've infected the bedrock of your psyche, then please rate and review us on iTunes and come back like next a, time. It's a real Red Hot Chili Peppers-ass lyric right <laughs> yeah. there. Wait, are we writing lyrics? Has this the whole podcast been a song? <laughs> Gonna infect the bedrock of your psyche. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, when you say it like that, for sure. But anything you say in an Anthony Kiedis voice is gonna sound like a Red Hot Chili Peppers lyric. You don't. You just have to go up and then down at the end. You don't even have to do an impression of the guy. <laughs> well, that is doing an impression of the guy. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, please rate and review us on iTunes and recommend us to your friends. Were we too serious this time? Probably. Well, we no, did, I think we this was a very good episode. We didn't talk very much about that subreddit, so That's I consider true. it a win. Yes, we did manage to dodge that one. Yes. Uh, so, I al I almost typed the name of the band I just referenced as the Reddit Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, God, why? <laughs> can we rename our podcast? <laughs> That's uh, such a better name for this fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah. California Redication, you guys. California Californication. Uh, yes, that's pretty good. Can't believe you talked over my topical joke. My yeah. joke was better. Yeah, I mean, I will say I heard both of them and Louisa's was better, but I do appreciate Jeff referencing something we were just talking about. Yeah. Um, so anyway, thanks you guys for uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do it five Sorry. more times. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at the Twitter feed now because I'm about to read it, and something funny is in there. But anyway, um, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at Seeing Reddit. Uh, you can find me on Mastodon at Matt Heron at Mastodon.cloud. 
Uh, oh, you can reach the podcast at uh, seeingreddit at gmail.com. I'm trying to model for you an easier way to do your Mastodon thing by I, saying... I've, I've heard you do it, and I refuse. It's more complicated. Okay. Yeah, I can't do it. No, you just go to your URL bar and type nope. in mastodon.cloud slash at JK, and that will nope. bring you to my profile only. It's nope. an app for my and phone, and I will never me. put Mastodon on my computer. Fuck that. You don't have to put it on your computer. It's a website. You goddamn try. No, I'm going to use my app forever. That's what it's for. (laughs) I primarily use uh, social media from the browser because the apps take up so much space. (laughs) That's all I got on my phone, so. (laughs) And a million uh, escape room games. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. If people want to contact you on your phone, Louisa, how do they do that? I don't think Uh, Jeff said what his thing was. Yeah, I forgot to do the rest of it. (laughs) Patreon.com slash JeffJK. You can go to weaponizedlanguage.com and listen to more episodes of my podcasts. I think that by the time this episode comes out, Thursday after this comes out, it will be the longest episode of Creepypasta ever, and I still cut out fully a half an hour from it to be a Patreon-exclusive bonus episode. (laughs) Uh, I made the mistake of recording with someone with whom I have an easy talking rapport, uh, and having no hard-out time limit at the end of it, so we just talked for goddamn ever. Plus, the creepypasta we covered was incredibly long. I feel so. like you're nagging both me and Matt, who have been guests on this show. That's true. <laughs> well, anyone who's well, listened Matt, to this I- podcast uh, knows that we do not have an easy rapport with Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> we always we always have a hard out here. That's true. Though. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Matt and I recorded like an hour about a video game that, that only uh, takes that an episode. hour to play. <laughs> yeah, that episode comes out in like December. I think that's December twentieth. Is that oh, episode? I'm so far ahead. So if you if you enjoyed my uh, like overly pontificating of blowing hot wind about video games, you check that out because that's what I did there too. It's the place for it. Yeah. Anyway, that's all my things. All right. Uh, Matt, you should put your uh, a book that you wrote that's come out on Twitter. You only put it on Mastodon. Yeah, I've been trying not to tweet as much, but maybe I will. It's not available for sale yet, so I'm okay. waiting until it comes. I-, I just have the early like printer's drafts of it, mm. so once it's available for sale, I will tweet about it. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, you did you write find- a, a new Harry Potter? Did you, you're the oh, guy yes. who did Harry Potter 8? Uh, I wrote the erotica uh, version of Harry Potter, Harry Potter, and the... I can't think of a horny thing that would be funny to say. All I can think of Harry is Potter Harry. and the Philosopher's Bone. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Fuck, that's really good, Jack. Harry Potter and the Gobbler of Fire. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like it's Thanksgiving theme. Yeah. <laughs> that, that doesn't seem horny at all. Yeah, I was just saying things. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, you don't even have to change. That's, that's true. true. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, that you can find me on Twitter at Harrybird, or you can find me on Mastodon, Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everyone who's been tweeting about us and voting in our polls. Thanks to uh, at Skirk Lee, who posted the cuss. We talked last week, or two weeks ago, I guess, about uh, eatthe.rich as a mm-hmm. website that we would want, and he posted that the price of it is $2,449 <laughs> a year. That oh, is man. the most hilariously ironic. You know that that is just some paranoid rich person bought that to just sit on it and be like, I don't want anyone now to I'll, get it. Now I'll never be eaten, he said. 
<laughs> it can't happen to me if I own the URL. Yeah. Then where will Antifa organize? <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks to at Pokemaniac stuff. Thanks to at Thank Sam I am one five six six four six four five. Thank you. Uh, get get a real username, you dweeb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that might maybe that might person? be a bot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, as long as we're talking about our show, it's fine. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm very into uh, artificial intelligence listening to our show. Uh, you know, I do want to buy your sunglasses, though, Sam. I am one five six six four six four five. No thanks to Lame is a rob-ass name up here. No. <laughs> no thanks to me, what? Yeah, I won't thank you. I refuse. Uh, thanks to everyone who voted in our poll, though. The Louisa, Louisa was the winner of this poll. Yay. Nope, uh, it was me. Oh, was it you? Oh, you're right. What? Jeff, Jeff was the Best couples costume, uh, Gritty and the Philly Fanatic. <laughs> I assume since Louisa is very obsessed with Gritty, it was Louisa, but you're yeah, right, yeah. Jeff, it was you. It we all agreed good. that this was the best that. one and would win yes, that's true. Uh, when we were making the poll. I, was, I remember being actually angry at you for coming up with the best <laughs> answer, Jeff. <laughs> Good. Uh, um, second place was mine with Alien and Predator. Third place was Louisa's with Princess Zelda and Hilda. And last place People was just the, don't know. the joke of uh, Plug and Socket. Yeah. So, great. Anyway, <laughs> um, so keep on voting, keep on telling your friends, keep on keep on rocking in the back, free world. Keep on keeping on, I'm keep on trucking, keep on... Uh, nope, that's all I got. Uh, Alright, well, thanks everyone for coming. Please come back next time. But in the meantime, where are the mods? If you can't run with the big dogs, stay on the porch. Hang in there, baby. forgot my catchphrase as I was saying. Yeah, I had a different one. I remember, but I remember that I had a different one. I do not yeah. remember what it was. Yes, that's... I, I, when you said your one, Louise, I was like, isn't that her old one? But I don't remember what your new one is. <laughs> yeah, oh, I should have plugged. It. I forgot to plug. I was very briefly on another podcast this past week. Wow. Oh, cool. Was it famous? Um, no, it's my... Uh, one of Actually, one of the listeners to this show, <laughs> uh, Cody, does a podcast about horror movies and he asked people to call in and so I recorded a little bit for him. Oh, that's nice. Wait, want to listen to this show or to Creepypasta? I think that he listens to this show. I don't think that Sounds he listens unlikely. to Creepypasta. Did, did he ask you to, to pretend to be that guy from Scream who asks if you like scary movies? No, he asked me if I liked scary movies. <laughs> oh, he was the guy yes. from Scream. Yeah. Yeah, and then I got my head caught in the doggy door and the uh, garage door went up and up and up and it was very tense and then I died. Isn't that Final Destination? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that's Scream, maybe Scream 2. Because I think in Scream 1, isn't it Drew Barrymore and she just gets stabbed to death? 
there's there's two blondes in uh, the first scream. One who dies right away, and yes. one who's one of the main characters. The one who dies right away is the one who he asks, "Do, do you like scary movies?" And then he kills her. And that's what I was thinking of. But anyway, one of one of them definitely gets their head caught in a garage door as it's opening. That sounds like a very Final Destination thing. But I guess Scream was sort of like our generation's Final Destination. <laughs> I think those movies came out like the same year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. 